Here's what happened last time on the Encourageable Party. Now traveling with Captain Silas, the party limps their way off the frozen lake to the relative safety of forested cover. Still battling the winds and soon the darkness, a quick rest is necessary in Falzern's tiny hut. Now let's get back to the adventure. Hey, hey, Falsey. Yeah? Come here for a second. I pull the orb out of the bag that I got off of Killian. You got a few minutes. Tell me what this thing is. Oh, sure, sir. So, Leland, um, I guess I would like to cast uh, Ritual Cast, identify on this orb that Shaft has handed me and see what I can learn about it. Uh, is that the only thing that you're going to want to do that throughout your short rest? No, I think I'll look over at Horik and say... Hey, what's that that bow? Give it to Falsey. He can he can take a look at that and see what it really does. Okay, yeah, Horacle can hand you the bow. Were there any other magic items we got? I think that was it, right? That we haven't identified? The rapier as well has yet to be identified. So there's three three pieces. Who who has the rapier? I don't think I do. It was on Killian, so you took everything from Killian's body. Okay, so it must be in the bag. Uh, nope, then we'll identify the rapier as well if we have the time. Okay, and yeah, I mean, you do. Like, the hut will be out for eight hours regardless. You, so you, uh, you're going to get your short rest in here. Everybody but Silas and, and uh, who was it? I think it was Lance outside, right? Uh, or Sorry, everybody but those two inside the hut. So they're kind of out there in the cold and the wind as, as the sun is beginning to set. So first item is, is these, these orbs. They're, they're, they're called catching orbs. Only three of these orbs can exist on any plane at one time. Their user just uses the command word to activate them. And the orbs kind of float around the user at this distance of, you know, about three feet or so. And they absorb incoming spell levels, including AoE spells uh, that, you know, happen around the user. Like you witnessed when, when Killian was using them. You can split them up, right? So there's three of them. Like you could potentially give... You know, three of you could have a single orb that you could be using. If you're using them in conjunction, they just will block stronger levels of spell or, or a higher amount of levels worth of spell. So if you're using one, you can block up to th- like three levels of spell. So whether that is like three first level spell effects or one, you know, a two and a one or a three, whatever combination it adds up to in, in a 24 hour period. Two orbs will block up to a sixth, and all three will block up to a ninth, up to nine spell levels. Which, of course, Killian was utilizing all three, and that was you had, you know, during that fight, you had uh, I had think I had mentioned you needed a certain level of spell to overcome the effects of the orbs near the end of it, right? As what was happening to him was just the orbs were just deflecting all of it and, and soaking it in and leaving him undamaged. Uh, they do not require attunement, so once they're once they're recharged at the end after uh, after a long rest, essentially, then you'll be able to deploy them and use them. Hork's bow, the hunter's eye bow. This is a plus four weapon. Dang. The wielder grants advantage on attack rolls uh, with this weapon, and uh, it does give them some spell casting abilities. You can cast a sorcery spell from any sorcerer's spell list. 
once cast though the the spell on that list is is like use it's like the if you if you had like the list right you would scratch it off as if you use it you can't use it again how do you know which ones have already been used by previous owners hmm the real questions once you've attuned to this uh it's going to be per per user okay yeah so it's not like the the weapon itself it's it's almost like it resets right once once you a new attunement to it it's like a recharge function kind of thing you, you, the wielder may cast up to three of these spells per day. The first spell per day has no additional cost. The second spell you would cast in a single 24-hour period uh, causes four levels of exhaustion. Oh, damn. The third <laughs> spell you used would cause an, a type of indefinite madness. It's said oh that gosh. none have dared to try to cast a fourth. <laughs> oh, my goodness. <laughs> Uh, yeah, because they couldn't. They were mad. <laughs> and now, so that, uh, sorry, there's a limit on that spell list. It's up to fifth level spells on the sorcerer level, on the sorcerer spell list. Falls are in once you've, you know, you kind of go through your second identify here. You're almost halfway through this uh, short rest. And you all hear uh, kind of a, a muffled, like, booming, tamping down by the winds outside of the hut. And, and I suppose the, the hut itself. Silas and Lance kind of immediately draw their weapons as they take this kind of defensive stance um surveying around you know defending the hut essentially is what they're you know they're on watch out there they very quickly sheath their weapons as doesn't appear uh, any any follow-up noise or anything around you in in the woods uh nothing nothing comes out from hiding or anything like that uh, they seem to not be too concerned once uh, after that first kind of startling on to the last item yeah i think Falzern will will continue if it seems like that it was just I don't know some random noise that hasn't recurred or isn't coming closer. It only takes an hour to attune to something new, right? That's right. Yeah. So as Mia, I'm gonna go up to Falzern. Falzern, I think that I have something you could have used today in battle. This this pendant of legendary actions you could have stored like. I don't know. Blink, you need you need you needed help. Yes, yeah, so well, if it's capable of of storing some of my magic, I, I you might be right. You might not be able to store anything on this until you long rest, but I'm interested in that ring you found. Oh. Oh, I see. Um You remember? Yes, yes. I mean, it would help the whole party, I say loudly enough for everyone. I, I can put lots of healing on it, you know. Yes, 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 you're right. That might be a good thought. If you give it to me now, I, I can attune during our short rest here. I'll, I'll give you the, the pendant. So just a trade? Yeah. I think they're both really powerful, and we're obviously on the same side here. I mean, we're linked, I think, <laughs> at this point. I do think... Um giving you more ability to heal the party would be beneficial for sure. Tell me the first thing that comes to mind. Who is the enemy? Uh, the Niyogi? Yeah. Do you still want to defeat the Niyogi? <laughs> yes. Okay. I, All why right, would I... You, you pause there for a second. You have me scared. I am intently watching this now. Well, to be fair, uh, I think... <laughs> We're picking between multiple. I kind of like look around to the people who are on uh, Coltus's side. <laughs> I think there's 
like we've said before, we're sort of picking the most poisonous poison. Are you able to tell us what happened when you died? Like, do you remember anything? It's, it almost feels like I just lost, lost time. It was, it's hard to explain. It feels like. Could you tell you died? Nothingness. Uh, it didn't feel like dying. I, I don't know how to ex I've never experienced anything like it. Yeah, well, I'm, I don't know. I feel like I healed and I picked people up and I just like, oh, it yeah, wasn't, I, it wasn't I enough. I don't, I don't want you to blame yourself for what happened. I'm very much a big part of the blame. I, I don't know though, if it, if it wasn't saving a spell slot to resurrect someone or, you know, revive you, like it, it could have been someone else going down. I don't, we all, we all were down. I, praise Thor, I, I was on my feet again. We could have all died. I think we were very fortunate that things went the way they did, to be honest. Okay, well, remind me what this ring does again, and then I'll just have him ex explain it to me. <laughs> yeah, so Falzerin's happy to, to bring it out and, and offer it to her in exchange for the pendant. Okay, so Mia, you wanna you wanna tune to this right now? Yes, please. Okay, so you were max on the two minutes, were you not, or did you have a free one? Are you dropping something? Oh, I'm dropping the tower cube. Doesn't seem to be an issue at the moment. I think Falzern will do the same to attune to this pendant, because I think the sooner he can start using that, the better it's gonna be for everyone involved. Yeah, like I don't know if this immediately would affect, because I don't have any spell slots. So I just would need to click on it and read the text, I guess. No, yeah. Once you're tuned to it, you would you'd get immediately get the benefit of the additional spell slots. So that's something. Yeah, absolutely. So you would. Okay. So let's get on to the third item, the the last item, Rapier of Crippling. This is a plus three weapon. It does not require attunement. When you hit a creature with the Rapier of Crippling, you may forgo dealing normal damage to that creature and instead debilitate them for a round. The affected creature suffers the following effect, dependent on where your hit lands, which you would decide on a, a successful hit. If you want to try to hit, the, hit them in the arm, the target will have disadvantage on all attack rolls. In the torso, at the beginning of the target's turn, they suffer 2d8 necrotic damage from their bleeding wounds. Or uh, you can attack them in the leg. The target moves as though they were in difficult terrain and has disadvantage on athletics and acrobatics uh, skill checks. Multiple effects may be imposed upon a single target, including the torso effect. The target can end all imposed effects with a successful DC 15 constitution save at the end of each of its turns. So, if anybody else wants to change up attunement, we can you can absolutely do that now. Uh, I mean, the hut's up for eight hours. You'll get to roll any of your hit dice from your short rest, and then whatever extra time you can just take to, to make sure you've attuned to whatever you'd like to. Are you guys hungry? Do you want a feast? Uh, what, how, how, how long would that take again? I, I it forget. takes an hour, another hour. I don't believe we have time for that. Okay. Just figured I'd offer it now that I have this ring. I believe you should save the energy that you have. We do not know what we will meet between here and Samuel. I know. I just thought maybe it would help us. I want to get this business over. Yeah, there's a lot going on. I'm with you. That's okay. So I think I'll put the uh, rapier back in the bag and take the bow back and hand it back to Horik. You know, I'm sure Horik heard everything that Valdron said about how it worked. As many, if, 
Unless somebody has some objections, we'll let Horik use that bow. I'm fine with that. I've got my hammer. And also take the orb back. <laughs> Unless Falzarin wants a melee weapon. Falzarin has no need for a melee weapon. I was joking, Shikara. I was looking at Falzarin when I said that. <laughs> Falzarin kind of um, starts to smirk for just... If you blinked, you'd miss it. Right. Like, we saw you contemplating using your staff. Like, we saw you look at it. <laughs> and then immediately sort of a look of guilt and shame comes over him, and he kind of looks down at his feet. Do we need to, like, inspect him for a tattoo or something? I I don't have a tattoo or a scablet or any of those things. Are you sure? Have you looked? It's exactly what someone with a tattoo or a scabulet would say. I guess you do have a point. I haven't looked, but... Strip down. You, you're gonna have to pay me, okay? If you want to catch a sneak peek. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so Shaver gonna keep the orbs and all that stuff. No one else wants to change attunements to any of these this new stuff. No. And so Horik will attune to the hunter's eye bow, and you all can roll any uh, your hit dice that you have left, uh, if any. I rolled all I had. <laughs> kind of getting nervous. About seeing Samuel. So I guess we should take some time to talk to Thuft here and get a little bit more information. Okay, even after our hour's up? Well, I mean, if you want to do it in the hut, that's fine. If you want to do it as you continue after you've you've attuned and short-rested, that's also fine. Yeah, I mean, I think we, we wait the hour. We, everybody feels, is everybody feeling good? Ready to head out? Yes. I'm feeling much better. Still feeling a bit weak and, and injured, but I can carry on. I'll be fine. Okay, sort of grab onto Hork's uh, belt and pull myself up. And <laughs> sort of, you know, stretch a little bit and go, all right, let's, he- let's get heading back to see Sammy. Let's get this over with. Yes, I don't want him to try to locate the breastplate again. Where is it again? It's in the sack. Yeah, it's in your bag of holding, right? As long as it's in a bag. Not on someone or in their hands. It's in hands. this bag. It's not leaving my side. <laughs> yeah, do not put that bag down, Shaft. <laughs> so okay, so you all you know you all stepping out of out of the hut, and of course disappears once Falzer and leaves it uh, himself, and as you know as immediately stepping out of the comfort of it, that that biting cold of the the climate and the winds uh, still still ripping through the wooded area that you've you've taken refuge in, and Silas takes the lead to take you back to the camp as he has moved for moving southwest. As those last dredges of sunlight, they they disappear behind this circular formation, right? That the peaks form around this lower valley, valley, you know, relative to the mountains, I suppose, uh, where that frozen lake lies. So even though the sun is still technically hasn't quite set, you're in the darkness just because of the surrounding terrain, right? You continue through the wooded area, kind of at the bottom of one of the one of uh, one of the smaller. You know, one of the less than a mile high cluster of peaks uh, that make up the Borgag Mountains. You reach after an hour or so of, of walking, you hit where that slope is at the lowest. And it begins to rise. Uh, it's like the, the low point between two of these peaks. You just come kind of, kind of round it, right? And are able to look eastward. And just a wall of of blue now in in the dark, right? That same thing you witnessed when it first fired up after you had pretty much just gotten out of the area of its effect. 
just it's an illumination but it's also looks like it has tangibility to it uh, like it would be something physical almost um and it's like less than it's like three miles from your position essentially from where you where it's how far it's reached and how basically the way you've backtracked almost your your if you were to draw a plot of map of your route it would be pretty zigzaggy as you know you've taken like to the yeah. basilisk village a little further north northwest to rest for the night and then back south down to Horrocks camp and then back north up to free the orcs right then across the lake you're you're kind of traversing quite a quite a circular route almost <laughs> so is there conversations that would be happening as you're you're traversing is that is that yes yeah thoft what can you tell me about the neogi god oh well um you know he's he's pretty nice to me he treats me better than some of the other neogis what do you do for him? I'm his emissary. What does that mean? That means I... Sari. <laughs> Saw that one coming. <sighs> so you speak for him? I, uh, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, I talk to him. Does anybody else talk to him? No, 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 no. That's why I thought the younger special. You are very special. Yes, yes, yes. I can tell. You mm -hmm. said you've seen his body. What... What do you mean by that? I mean, he, he's, he's got a body. You have a body. I see your body, too. Right. Is his body alive? It's it's made of things that were alive. And where's his body at? I told you, it's in the mountains. Don't you listen? Yeah. Yep. She forgets things easily and needs them spelled out more plainly. Is it hard to find, this body? I told you, I know where it is. Yes, but could other people find it? Probably. I mean, it's it's in the caves. How many Neogi are in the cave? Uh, lots. Way more than I count. What other kind of creatures are down there? Oh, um, geez, I don't know. Probably things that you haven't even heard of. Probably. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, what do those things look like? Some of them are pretty big, uh, pretty scary. A lot of them have lots of legs, and uh, some of them have wings. Uh, and most of them have teeth. Big teeth. Hmm. So you say you say his body's made up of a bunch of stuff that used to be alive. Yeah. Is do they like add to him? Uh, Crackers likes to look a certain way, uh, so we just make him how he wants wants him. Oh, yeah. So I mean, you you like bring him more things to to make him bigger. Well, I I don't I'm not the one that uh, makes it. I just uh, I just tell everybody else what to do, and then they do it. Oh. That sounds like a pretty good job. Oh, it's it's not a it's not a job. It's a, it's a life. Oh. And how long have you been living this life? Jeez, and he kind of like taps his fingers, you know, on one hand and then moves to the second hand. Gosh, I I, I don't know. At least uh, at least sixteen years. Hmm. Does cracker cracker does does he? What? Cracker smack? What? Don't don't stop. Don't, don't say his, if you can't say his name properly. Don't say it at all. Say it slow so I can try to get it right. Kaskaska. No, slower. That was slow. Kaskaska. Kasko. Don't, don't, don't let him hear you say it wrong. He'll kill you if you say it wrong. I'm trying my best to say it right. Is there something else we can call him? Um, I'm not sure what uh, what he would like, but if it was me, you could you could say your highness, uh, or your your lordship, maybe. Uh, 
I, I, I could see. Maybe I can reach out to him again and see which one he'd like best. Does your lordship leave his cave in the mountains? He can do whatever he wants. I don't know. I'm not with him all the time. Have you ever seen him leave in 16 years? I guess no. Okay. This is the first time I've been out in a long time. You are not afraid to be out of the caves by yourself? No, why would I, Why would Tough Younger be afraid? Somebody could hurt you. There are other creatures out here that do not worship your god. Man, the mountains are safe. So, does this god of yours, your highness, that that you worship and Sari for, does he provide these Neogi with powers, strength? Like, what does he do for them? Does he give them power like he gave you power? Uh, I, I, that's a good question. Uh, I, you'd have to ask him, I guess. Thought the younger have his own power, though. Would he want to talk to us? Oh, I, I bet he'd want to meet you now. Yeah, for sure. Would we have to come to him? I told you I could take it to him. We do have other things we need to see to first. I know, you already said that. It's so annoying. Yes, it is. You all repeat yourselves a lot. How far away is he from here, where we are right now? Uh, I, I, that's a good question. I, I know we can go in the caves, uh, we can go there. The caves connect to where he's at. Oh, yeah, yeah. Is it in they the Borgarag Mountains? Or a different mountains, like you said? You're from different mountains, you said. Yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm from down further south. But he's up north in these mountains. Yes, yes. Uh, okay, I forgot. I have to spell things out for you. He's in the M-U-N-T-O-N-S. The mount, the montons. The yes. mountains. The Vorgarag montons. That's right. Okay. You know, you're smarter than this one gives you credit for. Thanks. <laughs> I didn't really like reading in school. I never learned to read. Oh. How can you spell? I told you I'm special. Okay, okay. All right. Uh, maybe you need to talk to Samuel. He's our friend. You you can talk to him when we get there, right? Tell him everything you just told us. Hmm, I guess. Yeah. He might want to meet your god, too. Right, guys? Yes, I believe Samuel will be very interested in what Soft the Younger has to say. I think Samuel wants to meet... Koskaga. Koskaga. Kishkachia. Was I close? Just don't, just don't, don't, just stop, just stop, please. So just call him your highness when we meet him? Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. What kind of things do you like to eat, Thuft? Um, well, in the caves, we've got lots of uh, mushrooms, and there's lots of bugs, and that's about it, really. Mushrooms and bugs. Sounds delightful. Does it sound good to you, Falzerin? And I, like, squint look at him, like, I, should I trust this guy? I certainly don't like to eat bugs. I would I would guess mushrooms were made... I don't know. You could probably make some dishes with mushrooms. Maybe a shepherd's pie? Hey, Thuft. Thuft the Younger. You're saying you've been... Uh, sorry, excuse me. Your full title. Uh, no, I, I mean, that's my that's my name. Uh, Thuft's my brother. I'm Thuft the Younger. Oh. Oh. Uh. Hmm. We, uh, we knew your brother. Nice guy. Why, you did? Yeah, Falzern and I, uh, we traveled with him for quite a while. Oh, I'm so sorry. Uh, why? 
Because well, he's an idiot. <laughs> uh, I, I think you're selling him short. He was a pretty, uh, he's pretty useful. I have no idea where he's at now. <laughs> I know he's no emissary. No, no. Uh, but uh, you remember, you, you said you've been doing this for like 16 years, and th there haven't been that many Nogi around for all 16 years, right? Uh, they all been hiding in the mountains? Uh, I think they, they've been here way longer than Tough Younger. Yeah, we've ran into some of these places where there's a lot of Neogi, I don't know, maybe eggs might be the right word, like like hatchery type of things. There are a bunch of those in the, the mountains too? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I, I've, I've seen them. It's real gross. Yeah, like uh, one or two of them. Well, I thought you said you saw them. You, you see there's there's lots well, of eggs. Yeah. Lots of eggs at once, and they all eat they eat, uh, eat the old ones, and then... Uh, uh, mama, mama. Yeah, yeah, we saw that. That was disgusting. No, but uh, it's also gross, but also beautiful. It's a circle of life. So would you eat your brother Thuft? It's not what goblins do, right? If Thuft got real old, and he was useless, which he already is, so I guess yes. Uh, but if he was real old, and that was what he was supposed to do, then yeah, I would let my babies eat him so they could live. Interesting. Yeah, you learn something every day. Yeah. Thuft T.Y. So interesting. Can I just call you Ty? Uh, I would prefer not. Okay. When they say Thuft, I just think of the other one I've been hearing all about. Anyway, you are much smarter than him. From what I hear. <laughs> Duh. Do you mind coming with us to speak with Samuel? I mean, I don't really want to. I, I, I want to get back to the caves. Right, right. We're going to go back to the caves with you, but we got to go see Sammy first. That's why he's with us. I know Samuel would really love to speak with you. That, you need to Sari. That's your job, right? You just Sari with him. Mm, I guess you're tr that's true. Uh, I do hate repeating myself, but you're right. Sariing means repeating a lot. Yeah, that's kind of in the description. No, okay. How much farther till we're there do we know? Uh, I mean, if you if you prompt Silas, you got about another hour or so to go once you've hit that kind of low point in the in the two mountains. As uh, he begins to lead you up that second rise, now uh, you take more of a, a, a southward direction change as well. Each of the paladins have produced torches as they do need need the light, and in the dark, you know, still the wind going like the the torches don't really even seem to be all that effective, but they're weak and flickering right as the paladins kind of hold them close and, and, and do their best to like shield them against the the winds uh while still trying to cast uh, adequate illumination for them to navigate by because like they're all humans right so they don't have dark vision so from this point yes you are about uh, another hour or so away i'm gonna walk over to horik has he heard this conversation we've had with Thuff the younger yeah yeah i mean cork's sticking with you for sure so I'll, I'll say, walk over to Horik and go, and it, you guys heard of this Kazakaza uh, Niyogi thing living in a in a in a mountain? Have you you guys have been fighting these guys for a while? I didn't think anything. Have you seen any of the uh, these nurseries that I was talking about? I, I, I could lots of them. Hmm. Anything else that you guys have found that you can tell us about these? Yogi? Pretty like you talked to Clash a bit about it too, right? Um, and Clash had mentioned that they hadn't really 
traverse very far into the cave system at all, if at all, right? Again, because they don't know what's in there, they're limited numbers, it's just too much of a risk from the way that they were able to affect Yogi travel, basically outside of the mountains is really what they were focusing on. So they don't have too much, uh, like they haven't seen too much that's within the cave systems themselves either. Now, Horik certainly has knowledge about like a number of cave systems that would have been utilized by the, by the tribes and stuff. So he definitely knows that they exist and knows the uh, like location of many openings uh, throughout the mountains as well. Would he be able to tell me locations that I would know, being familiar with the mountains, like, hey, there's one up in the north is, you remember where that one thing was, kind of conversation. I'd like to try to get some information from him. Okay, yeah, no, absolutely, yes. I would say you're probably most familiar with a lot of the northern sections, uh, right? Again, up, up by where, like, Mount Necrosis is and stuff. So Hork has specific knowledge uh, of about six different openings kind of across and that's really across like 20 or 30 miles of the range kind of thing it definitely doesn't encompass the entirety of it but that those going to be more in kind of the north northeastern sections uh, which is also like close to where you know the clashers had that camp their their temporary camp where you met them at and kind of where they've described as as most of their activity taking place all right i'll listen to everything he has to tell me and sort of Put that in my back pocket. Yeah, I think I'm just going to continue to talk to Horik uh, until we get to the camp. So the paladins are leading, of course, and Silas is maybe about 40-ish feet uh, ahead of you, the party probably, right, with the rest of the paladins kind of interspersed between you and him, essentially. Uh, As you are on this, like, this slope, right, so you're almost kind of walking at this angle this whole time. But you, you've kind of stopped the, he stopped the elevation that he's leading you. So you've kind of reached this where now, uh, the, while the terrain hasn't flattened out, you're no longer climbing. You're just kind of maintaining the, the elevated position that you have. But that extra, that, that second hour uh, passes. And where he's leading you in the dark now as you're, so you're, you're, on, the, you're on the side of a mountain right now. And you are basically circumnavigating that mountain southward like towards Drakal is is like the direction that you're you're currently walking essentially on this elevated position and you finally get to a point where in the dark as the sun is is fully set you see the glow of multiple fires and they kind of reveal uh again as you as you move in that circular motion around the, the the mountain they reveal the outline of like tents and structures built right on the mountainside you're stopped at what you're stopped essentially at the the perimeter as four camouflaged paladins they make themselves known to you in the dark air to silas specifically obviously they rise from covered foxholes hidden beneath a layer of snow over white cloth and that same material is like over their own armor silas you know they clasp forearms uh with the one that had, had spoken to him first they exchanged a quick greeting before Silas kind of waves you all forward towards these torchlights. And now you, you've finally made it to the Paladin camp, the new front line is what we'll, <laughs> we'll kind of, when I say that, that's what I'll refer to it as. But where possible, alcoves have been dug into dirt to accommodate the tents and the structures. 
in other areas where there's the large like jutting rock formations that make digging impossible without extreme amount of additional effort wooden platforms that look maybe a little rickety and some but very hastily erected they kind of jut out from the slope right over nothingness right over the the decline to create a flat surface for these these tents and structures now kind of forced into disorder by this terrain the the new front line unlike what was around the tower you know they had the very um, uniform pathways laid out and everything was pretty orderly but they just they just can't do that up here so there's just a network of pathways that are kind of maze like as you're navigating between the the tents and the bonfires that are, are clearly kept burning throughout the throughout the night so you're here now what is the plan silas kind of turns to each of you i can take you directly to samuel yes please. i think that's the best so the 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 new front line up here it seems that it's it's nearly as sprawling as what was down on the ground maybe not at first glance just because of now you're there's almost like levels to this camp now just as it moves up the slope but it still seems you you know you kind of look left and and downward and you can see a series of bonfires lit nearly all the way down this mountain ending of uh, a mile maybe a mile and a half from where that wall of of blue light begins so judging by that the bottom part of the the camp kind of extending that same mile or, or two like, like it did around the tower there's an, an additional kind of area of the same similar size between the bottom of the camp and the effects of the tower so still keeping pretty close to it again because they wanted to keep it as essentially something to put their backs to and have like a type of defense so something can't really come up behind them uh, very effectively at least but Silas leads you up. You're going further up in, in this camp. And again, as you're walking through, um, Lance and Hannigan will, will stick with you. Uh, Milo and Kelt kind of split off uh, to go perform other duties. They're mad at us. They remained uh, stoically silent through that entire trek to the camp. They, they had even stopped like sharing their concerns with Silas because clearly after Silas had told them like, Look, this is happening. Like I know things have a lot has happened, but this is what's happening right now. I don't need your complaints. Essentially, is what is what he's told them. So they've split off, and as you're moving through the camp, now that the night has fallen, not too much activity does seem. Uh, again, around every section where there's like a, a bonfire or just a campfire, there's paladins around it, keeping warm and keeping it stoked and keeping it burning, and you come to a cave opening pretty much in in the the top half of, of the camp essentially maybe another uh, few hundred feet or so up the mountain from where you kind of entered and Silas I mean it doesn't really hesitate he just kind of moves into the cave inside a cave we found this the first day we got here it's yeah it's it's drawn Samuel's attention are you sure it's not connected to the rest of the cave system. Oh, uh, we're pretty sure that it is, actually. Or at least it was uh, before we arrived. How did you disconnect it? We didn't do anything. As he's, as he's speaking, you know, you're entering this cave and like a dozen or so feet in to the cave, you, you notice along the wall of it, about four feet up, 
they there's this thick, fibrous, whitish gray rope attached to them, almost like a melded into the stone, and it runs all the way down the tunnel, uh, another forty or fifty feet. And as Silas is saying, you know, we didn't actually do anything, but he's moving forward and essentially showing you the end of it. That rope leads to like a wall made of what looks like similar material. He he walks up to it and he's walking towards it. And again, doesn't really hesitate uh, as it's clear that he's used this before, but he just walks right into it and through it. As do Lance and Hannigan. I will follow. Att- attempt will to, too. anyway. Keep going. Soft, stay with me. Um, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, just don't, don't stop. Just push up, keep pushing through. And as you, as you do, so you, I imagine you, like, reach a hand out right and, and touch this. And it's not, it, like, obviously it's, it's solid, but it's not stone. As you press it immediately, it's, it's stretchy and a little bit sticky to the touch. Offers very little resistance, however. With that continued pressure as you take your stride forward, it stretches and then begins to cling to you, kind of dragging across your body as you're moving through it and coating you. You you pass what would be like a threshold if it was like a doorway. And this membrane closes behind you as if it's completely, for a brief second, like the you're, 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 you can't breathe in. It's like a, if a, bag was over your mouth right and you breathe it in there's 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 no air getting through momentarily blinding you and then that last step though it just opens and you're 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 pushed through the remains of it kind of evaporate off of you in, in a puff of, of of steam quickly dissipating and even that the the sticky feeling to you like it's not you're not coated in anything you're just completely through and it, it just evaporates any residue off of you I will be disgusted, but quickly hide my disgust because I'm too cool for that. <laughs> I don't want anybody to see how much that grossed me out. Balzerin kind of doesn't do as good of a job of, of hiding it as Shakara does. Thuff, do you know what that was? Uh, y- yeah, that was that was the, the travel system. Travel system? What does that mean? I mean, it, it doesn't look like we went very far, but we went pretty far. Was that teleport? Uh, I, I guess it's something similar like it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Explain it to us. You said you're smart. It certainly doesn't feel good going into it. It's it's sticky. Yeah, but it's also warm. Ugh. Doesn't make it any better. Oh, uh, I got used to it. Explain how it works. <laughs> I don't know how it works. You, you walk through it, and then you're in wherever it leads. Who creates it? Well, the Niyogi. Interesting. I mean, who else? I don't know. You said there were all kinds of creatures in the mountains. Well, yeah, that's true. Uh, they, they use lots of other creatures for lots of other things. Yeah, 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 you're right, you're right. I So I look to them. Uh, we've been in tunnels before and never... I don't remember. Did we ever see anything like this? No. You've been in You've been in, in tunnels in the, in the Vorgrag before? In the mountains? Well, no, we went in one tunnel that was probably freshly dug to steal the goods and equipment from the paladin camp. Oh, yeah, that one. I heard about that one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it was really effective. <laughs> we got all their stuff. <laughs> Where are we now? And I'll speak louder so uh, Captain Grohl can hear me. Through the membrane, you, you've stepped into this circular chamber. It has about a 60-foot radius. 
uh, and a 15-foot ceiling. In the center of this circle, the, there's a, a stone staircase that twists and spirals upwards. Lining the walls are large, whitish-gray sacks attached to the stone by a similar-looking substance to the membrane that you pass through. The sacks, they have this cobweb sort of look to them. Wispy layers of it uh, kind of overlapping each other and almost wound around it to create an opaque seven-foot-high, three-foot diameter shell. Each one of these shells is connected by more of that fibrous rope. They run along from like the bottom of, of the sack shell structure along the ground towards the center of the chamber, like spokes of a wheel. And then they combine into a single thicker strand that runs up the stairs. To your immediate left, three bodies, two humans and an elf, they lay on the ground. You've, you've kind of actually narrowly avoided stepping in this reddish-brown goo or, or ooze that coats these bodies and is, is pooled around them, starting to congeal. It's dribbling out of three of the, the shell, these shell structures that have been broken open. Clearly, the bodies pulled from inside of them. Silas turns to them. We weren't sure what was inside of them. We... We cracked a few of them open, pulled them out. They seemed to be to be breathing, but once once we had them out, they they died. They they perished. We we couldn't do anything for them. Theft? Do you know what this is? Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. This is where where we keep all the people, or one of the places. For what purpose? Well, it, it keeps them safe. From. Oh, uh, you know, in there they they don't get eaten by anything. They don't have to eat anything. Uh, they don't uh, they don't really age all that much, as far as I know. Um, they're just kept in there, nice and warm and safe. And what are the plans for them? Eventually, I mean. You have to ask Kakata. Okay, I will add it to the list of things to ask. Yeah, yeah. Don't, don't open them before they're before they're not ready. I, I before they're ready, I can't believe you did that. He is Thuffy younger turns to Silas. That was really dumb. How do we know when they are ready? Well, Caxaclaw says they are. And when they are ready and they come out, what do they look like? No, no, no. They don't come out. We just move them, and then, uh, and then we don't use that chamber anymore. Well, what, what does, what do you mean by ready? What happens to them? At look, I don't know everything. Okay, I just Sari. Sari isn't mean. Doesn't mean I know everything. I just know. When one area is done, I tell some Niyogis that Kraxana says, move these where they had to go, and then the Niyogi move them, or the Umber Hulks, or whatever, and move them to wherever they need to go. So where do they go next? I don't know. Ask Kraxana. He said wherever they need to go. I don't... I, this isn't complicated. These things aren't complicated. I, it sounds like he just follows orders, and he doesn't know specific. No, I give lots of orders, okay? Sure. Look, I'm ordering you to stop talking to me. <laughs> Oh? <laughs> Mia does shut up. <laughs> Falzern kind of chuckles a little bit under his breath, but re realizes that it slipped out and tries to hide it. Mia, Mia just <laughs> wants to talk to Samuel without Thuft there before he meets Thuft. That's the plan here. Like, we just need to talk to Sammy, give him the breastplate, and be like, hey, here's the deal. Without Thuft listening, 
And then, anyway. <sighs> I just start to look up at uh, Horik after he says that, and I go, Oh my god, I didn't know that would work. <laughs> <laughs> the little one's funny. Soup food. Right, so are we heading up, the, is, is Silas heading up the staircase? We have a few levels to go up. Samuel is at the top, I'm sure. And he will begin to, to go up the stairs. So, a very rough count, uh, looking at the size of this chamber. There is a hundred plus of these shells lining the walls of the by the size of this, this diameter. And you move up the levels, you see essentially a duplicate chamber, uh, more of them. Uh, more of these shells around. All of them, you know, they, they have, no more have been opened uh, after those first few, after they, you know, they've discovered that uh, there isn't really anything they can do with them once they pull out, it seems. Silas will describe in a little more detail uh, about, like, none of their, essentially they, they opened it, they appeared to be breathing inside of it. As soon as they left the essentially the confines of it they i mean their their systems just just stopped they they stopped breathing they 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 went catatonic just nothing and then they quickly expired so they haven't decided they haven't pulled any more out uh in case that would happen again not knowing how to prevent it but every level that you move up has just more paladin activity there's there's clearly um you know, a, a few paladins in, in, in robes that may, you know, look like they would be, like, more arcane magic users and that stuff. Inspecting these and trying to learn what they can from them. Definitely every level has a number of armed paladins in case some unknown threat actually looms in these chambers. Silas takes you up ten of these flights. Damn. To the very, to the very top. And that fibrous rope, every level has like those those spokes right of the wheel the 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 ropes combining into the center uh, and just continue up to up the levels as you're as you're walking and all of the shells are like on the outside wall of each chamber that's right i look back at theft and I go is this a normal size chamber um i think this one's a little small actually i knew you were gonna say that well then why'd you ask i didn't Ah, uh, okay, okay, you're right. <laughs> you know lots of things, don't you? Can I talk yet? <laughs> <laughs> Depends on if you want to piss off the emissary. <laughs> <laughs> okay, if you want to talk, you can. I mean, I don't have anything to say, I'm just asking. Oh, okay. See, the, the, the rule was to prevent things like that. <laughs> Efficiency is what you're getting at, right, The Caxus is all about efficiency. I'm so stupid and so inefficient. Okay, I'm going to shut up now. At the top level, you find another another chamber, but this chamber has another membrane wall. And Samuel and his personal guard are up here. Samuel seems to be inspecting, and, and he's like tracing a hand over the membrane wall. And you see as he does, it's not... There's no give to this one. There's no res or it's it's all resistance. It's, it's as if he's running his hand over like a stone wall, and that rope, that combined rope from all those those spoke tendrils uh, running up the central staircase, run 
to the membrane and attach to the this membrane wall. Is uh, Silas going up to Sammy? Yeah, Silas uh, will will continue forward, um, hailing Samuel. Samuel turns, uh, as does his guard, to to face all of you. Right, so you kind of have his his personal contingency between you and him. His emissary. Well, Samuel doesn't really have an emissary, but maybe he thought the younger's looking for a new job. <laughs> But Samuel will will approach when he sees the party, as he kind of breaks the line of his own guards. Good, you've arrived. You have the pieces. We got the pieces. Is he currently wearing any of the other pieces? Oh yeah, he has the helm, the boots, and the amulet on. Yep. Okay. Now, Samuel, when you did your location beacon thing, you vaporized one of our friends. That is unfortunate. Uh, it was not my intent. I needed to locate the last piece. Yeah, we were we were on it. Um, you did not inform me this. Hey, it's true. It's true. Yeah, yeah, we didn't have it until. Yeah. You know. A guy shaft knew was wearing it. Uh, okay. This I is not said important so. now. So okay. I, I reach into sack and I pull out Wait. the uh, chest plate. You have something you owe to us first. I mean. Shakara, do you really want... Yes. I'm holding it in there my There was hand. a deal. There was. We have held up our end. I expect you to hold up yours. You have the gauntlets as well? Yes. We do. The same bag, I presume? I'll give them to you. Once uh, we get the... Eyes. Both of them. Yeah. I'm afraid we need to continue utilizing one of them. Then I think we need to continue utilizing the armor. I want both eyes. You understand where you are right now? You have no leverage here. I understand you have both the pieces with which you've just told me. If I need to take them by force, I will do so. You can try. That's it. End of the show. Thanks for listening. But before you go, I got a couple of things I want to tell you about. Uh, you can find the Encourageable Party all over the interwebs. You can just go to EncourageableParty.com and you can find all the links there. While you're there, check out the Patreon. There's some really cool stuff you could do with the Patreon, like give inspiration to Shaft. Or, you can waste it and give it to one of those other mooks. Even worse, you could give it to Leland. Also, you can get access to mini campaigns and other cool stuff that we do. You're automatically entered into all contests. I mean, it's, it's really a great deal. Uh, the Encourageable Party is sponsored by Critical Hit Design. All ambient sounds and music provided by TabletopAudio.com. Intro and outro music is by Josh Jarvis, and you can email him at jamesmercymusic at gmail.com if you need any music stuff. Okay, that's it. Now you can go. Happy adventuring! <laughs>